just past these bushes. Whoa, bro. It's cool. No need for blades, man. This better not be a trick. See? Right here. The ruins. What was this place? This? This was the old schoolhouse. Do you know what inadvertent means, dear listener? Inadvertent is defined as not resulting from or achieved through deliberate planning. Have you ever inadvertently done something? Maybe you inadvertently hurt someone's feelings, or you inadvertently aced your geography test. Well, listener, that night Valkyl's new friends inadvertently led him to the place where, if he waited long enough, he would find his prey. Here at the ruins of the old schoolhouse, Valkyl was at his most powerful, most dangerous, and as you would soon find out, most endangered. Welcome back, friend, to the terrible misadventures of Trixie and Gorgon. Rock a boy baby on the hot roads. When the trail storms, the baby will chomp. What? What kind of song is that? What is going on? Can't you do anything? How about a sleep spell or a memory potion? Anything at all? Give me the baby. You handle a human child. What do you mean, handle? Okay, baby, now listen to me. Uh, be careful. I, I think he's about to... <gasps> uh... Oh, goddess! Now, caring for an underworld infant is not quite so simple as one might believe, dear listener. Every smell from an underworldling is demonstrably worse. Every bodily substance produced larger in volume. Every cry more piercing than the last. So when their adopted charge regurgitated the candy he'd been fed onto Trixie's clothes and hair that Halloween night, you must imagine far worse than you might have seen or felt in your life. One needn't go into detail regarding volume, texture, color, or rancid odor. But please believe me when I say, whatever you can possibly dream is but a poor imitation of what dripped from poor Trixie as she handed the child back to Gorgon. At least, at least he's not crying anymore. <laughs> you can hardly notice. <laughs> I hate the overworld. So, what are we going to do now then? Goddess, get me out of these clothes! I've got something you can wear back at home. If you guys finally tell me what's going on. It's important you understand, friend, the very first rule of the underworld is to never, ever, for any reason, allow the living to know of your presence, even on this most sacred night of Halloween. To do so endangers not merely your own life, but the very fabric of reality as it is understood. No, to let a member of the above world in on the secret of below was treason of the highest level and best avoided at all costs. Okay, you promise not to tell anyone? But our favorite witch was without spells. Paladin's honor. She had nothing but the kindness of a stranger on her side. And I can change out of these clothes. Anything you want. So against everything she was raised to believe, everything within her, the young witch chose to believe in something she's never known before, the hope of friendship. Let's go. I'll tell you on the way. So the strange group, a shirtless goblin carrying a smiling, once again human child, a young witch covered in slowly drying baby puke, and a human girl wearing the cardboard armor of a paladin made their way back to a safety that would elude them. 
Meanwhile, the young demon hunter paced the ruins of the old schoolhouse, awaiting his prey like a spider on his web. Where are they? The ghosts? I don't know, man. I think you just have to, like, accept them into yourself, you know? Not the ghosts. I'm, I'm not talking about that. Wait, what is that? That's just the three percenters. You don't know about them? They come through here most nights. You like them, I think. The leader's got, like, the same bike as you. Like, the exact same bike. Oh, I have to get out of here. I think it's too late for that, kid. Indeed, it did seem far too late for Valkyl to escape the danger he had brought upon himself. But for now, let's turn to a happier scene where our heroes have explained, against all the rules they were taught, who they really were to young Sam the Paladin. So, I didn't even want to get in the minivan, but Trixie said we have to get to the old schoolhouse or we'll be turned into stone. Turned to stone? That's what happens if the sunlight touches our skin. Which is how we met you, and now we're here. Okay. So you all live in the underworld, which definitely exists, but you are stuck here in our world. The overworld, as you call it. And a real-life demon hunter is after you. Not only that, you just happen to stumble onto a baby who appears to be both demon and human? Do I have all of that right? Yeah, yeah pretty that's much. About it. Uh, okay. Uh, who are you? Why are you doing this? I mean, is this some sort of mean Halloween thing? Look, he's telling you the truth. Why would we make this up? <laughs> Prove it. What? Prove you're from the underworld or whatever. Prove it to me right now or I'm going home and you guys could just... Go back to wherever you came from. You saw what happened to the baby. Go ahead. Poke him. What? Yeah, what? Poke the baby. No, Make I'm him not going to... See what happens. Trixie, what are you doing? Here you go, baby. Don't give him any chocolate. Nom, nom, for the baby. I'm trying to make him mad. Just kidding. All mine. Oh, Trixie. <laughs> okay. I get it. Just give him the candy. There you go, baby. Here's some more candy. So what are you going to do? You can't exactly leave a half-demon baby at the fire station. I'm going to find his human parents. Why don't you boys run along now? Thanks for finding my bike. What? We didn't find your bike. Oh, uh, yes, sir. We'll go now. Uh, happy Halloween. What about- Let's go, Kyle. See you around, Valkyl. Why don't you give me one good reason not to kill you right here? On his knees in the ruins of the old schoolhouse, the young demon hunter found himself facing the first real danger of his life without his father. For the first time, Valkyl felt real terror. You got any money? No, I, I, uh, but, but I, uh... But even through his fear, Valkyl came up with a scheme, a way to kill with one stone, two birds, neither of which were he. 
Oh, I know someone. I'm, I'm searching for him. He's got gold. Lots of gold. You see, Valkyl was under the false assumption that Gorgon had gold simply for the fact that he was a goblin. It was widely believed that all goblins held a singular focus on stealing gold and hoarding it like a bear before an early winter slumber. So Valkyl supposed Gorgon should have a stash of gold, as all goblins did. While he was wrong in this assumption, he was correct in the assumption that this information would interest his captor. Gold, huh? <laughs> Tell me more. Damn, where have you been? Trick-or-treating. Oh, for heaven's sakes, I can't believe you've been out this long. And here you all are, and oh, dear. You look a mess. Sam, take Trudy. Trixie. Trinity here up to your room and lend her some of your clothes. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. And this baby. Isn't he just a peach? Cheryl, Cheryl, come look at this baby. We should really go up to my room and get oh, changed. Go on, honey. Gordy, is it Gordy? What an interesting name. What is that? Some kind of Eastern European thing? Okay, here's some clothes. I think they should fit. What kind of pants are these? And who are these human girls on the shirt with the snowman and the caribou? Uh, those are called yoga pants, and that's Anna and El... You know what? Don't worry about it. Uh, the bathroom's right up here if you want to clean yourself up. Got it. Uh, let me know if you need anything. Hey! You dropped your book! The... The Witch's Field Guide to the Overworld? While Trixie was not very accomplished at spells or particularly quick-witted, she did know education was important and kept the Witch's Field Guide to the Overworld with her at all times. She vowed she would be fully prepared to terrorize the humans of the overworld when she was finally allowed to go above with her coven on Halloween night. So by the time Trixie finally made it to the land of the living, she could quote the entire field guide, chapter and verse. But she would soon learn how wrong the guide turned out to be. When conversing with a human, make sure to laugh loudly and for quite some time, getting louder as you go. The humans believe laughter to be the best medicine, and so practice it throughout the day. Wait, what? Humans are like poisonous snakes. They are the most dangerous when they are young. As they grow older, they become lazy, listless creatures, barely worthy of attention, but beware the child. Like a young viper, their bite can kill. Doesn't even make sense. As one does when presented with an especially interesting book, Sam lost track of time as she read the field guide. So engrossed was she that she didn't hear the water turn off or Trixie exit the bathroom. She didn't notice a thing until. What do you think you're doing? You you, you dropped it. I just wanted I, I just wanted to give it back, but then I saw it. I, I had to read it. You don't believe the stuff in there, right? Watch yourself, human. I can turn you into a toad! Trixie, wait! A toad! And then you flip it. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Ooh. And there you have it. <laughs>
jack-o'-lantern quesadilla. Look delicious, Gregory. Gorgo. Come on, we're going. But I was just about to do the mummy hot dogs. We're leaving. What's going on? And what are you wearing? Why are there two girls and a friendly snowman on your shirt? I don't know. We have to get back to the old schoolhouse. What about finding his mom and dad? Look, we don't have time. These humans aren't going to help us. They're just going to steal from us and laugh at us. No, Sam seems all right, and this baby seems okay. I don't know about that mother human who picked us up in her carriage. Minivan. Whatever. Someone at this party's got to know something about that baby. Great. You just stay here and wait for the sun to rise so you can turn to stone for eternity. I'm going to the old schoolhouse through the portal and back home to my coven. Fine, but first I'm going to make some scary-looking hors d'oeuvres! So off the young witch marched into the dark Halloween night, while Gorgon returned to his cooking demonstration. But his heart had left the endeavor. He worried for himself, for his friend, and for this strange baby. What had become of the demon hunter and the two overworld teenagers on the motorcycle? Were they out there with Trixie right now? Question upon question roiled in his mind as the clock struck midnight or as they knew it in the underworld, the witching hour. Will our heroes make it back to the underworld before the sun rises? What of Valkyl at the mercy of the violent motorcycle gang? And where were the parents of the half-human child? Find out on the next episode of The Terrible Misadventures of Trixie and Gorgon. Next time on The Terrible Misadventures of Trixie and Gorgon. I swear, it's it's the truth. You expect me to believe this, kid? This is Hoppin' Eliza Projection. <laughs>